and welcome to On the Brighter Side. I'm your host, Monica Tanner, and I'm super excited about our guest today. She is the founder and CEO of Inkwell Press Productivity Company, inspires women to reject the pressure to do more, be more, and achieve more. She shows them how to focus on what's important to them and then helps them develop their own unique productivity systems. She is also a best-selling author and her new book, The Joy of Missing Out has been a fantastic read for me. I am so excited to have her on the podcast today. Please help me welcome my guest, Tanya Dalton. How are you doing, Tanya? I'm great. How are you? Good. Well, I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. I learned so much in your book, and it's so interesting, the timing as well, because I was reading it when I was busy trying to do and accomplish all of the things, and I feel like... (laughs) I feel like what's happening in the world right now is causing us all to just kind of slow down and to regroup and to kind of find our quiet productivity, which Mm -hmm. is so fitting. So I feel like I have so many questions, but I'm going to let you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your family. Yes. So I like to say that I'm a wife. I'm a mother of two. I have a 17-year-old and a 13-year-old, which is crazy to me, (laughs) who are also schooling from home right now because of the whole COVID-19. And I am the best-selling author of The Joy of Missing Out. I own Inkwell Press. And so, yeah, those are, and I have a podcast. So lots of things going on in my world too. (laughs) And everything, like you said, it has been a lot of craziness in the world. So it is nice to hear you say that The Joy of Missing Out is helping you find a little peace over the panic. Because that's really what I'm on a mission to do is to really help empower women to step into leadership confidently to feel good about our days because I do feel like we so often feel obligated to cram our days full, to try to do three million things in our day. And right now we are being forced to to kind of slow down. To be honest with you, this is the upside of what's going on right now. It's kind of a, a good time for us to pause and reassess and figure out what is truly most important to me because I feel like so often we are so busy, chasing busy, trying to do all the different things we wear ourselves out. You know, we check a thousand things off our to-do list and then we slip into bed at night and we think, oh, I didn't do enough. I didn't work hard enough. I didn't, I fussed at the kids too much. I did this. I didn't do that. And so I feel like it's time for us to stop feeling so unsuccessful, to feel so unsatisfied in our days. It's time for us to really take charge of who we are and really understand the choices we can make to live that life we truly want, to really be successful in all that we do, but really choosing what that looks like and what that is. And really when we do that, we are happier, not only in our work life, but also in our home life and with our kids and our spouses and all those things things. And so that's really why I wrote The Joy of Missing Out, because I do think there is a lot of joy in choosing to miss out on the busyness, missing out on the clutter of, you know, cramming our our calendar full. There's a lot of joy there. And so it's time for us to stop and really grab hold of that joy. It's so true. And I feel like in the last few days where they've canceled school and they've canceled all extracurricular activities and sports, it's like all of a sudden our highest priorities are like in our face and in our 
yes. house at all times. And so, <laughs> all times. you know, I do feel like I'm missing out on hanging out with my friends at the gym or, you know, going yes. to lunch. So I feel a little bit like I'm missing out on some of the things, but I'm mm-hmm. realizing now that those are not the most important things, that the most important things are now right in front of me, literally within the walls of my home. And I did not realize how much I would love having everyone home under one roof, knowing where they all are and what they're doing. And all of a sudden, like a little bit of social media contact, knowing what my friends are up to and how they're kind of coping and dealing with everything is good. But for the most part, I'm so happy just having everything I need right here. It really is kind of amazing how sometimes it takes it takes our ship sinking a little bit to realize what we need to throw overboard right? And here's the truth. Like, it's great to have friends at the gym. I'm missing (laughs) not going to the gym too and seeing the people that I know who check in on me and are excited to see me and I'm excited to see them. But really, you know, it is so nice to kind of hunker down and really take stock of what is important. So yes, I am spending some great time with my kids at home. And yes, I'm really able to prioritize. I'm also able to really realize some of the other things that aren't as important. But going to the gym, still important. I do miss doing that. But there are other things that have been in my day that I'm like, hmm, maybe I don't need to go back and revisit that. Maybe we don't need to be signed up for so many after school activities. Maybe we don't need to, you know, and so it really is a great time to just stop and reassess and figure out what is truly most important. Because when we treat all things as equal, nothing's a priority, right? Right. Our kids are at the same level as, you know, joining the PTA meeting and and talking to our friends at the gym and and, and picking up the dry cleaning even. We, We treat all those things as if they're these really top priority items when really when we stop and think about it and we figure out what is the most important and we start to spend our days on that more than anything else, that's when we find a lot more joy and a lot more happiness. And we can do that even when we have our regular everyday lives back. And that's really what we walk through in the book, The Joy of Missing out is how do we actually make that happen on a regular basis when we're not imposed into quarantine mode or those kinds of things. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what stays at the top of our priority list once this kind of ban is lifted and we can all of a sudden resume normal activities. Like what will the new normal for all of us be? I think that's going to be so interesting and telling. But one of the main things you teach in your book that I absolutely love is that we must let go of balance and why we must Mm -hmm. let go of balance. I would love to hear you talk about that. The balance is a myth and that you'll find yourself caught in the endless hamster wheel if you're trying to always achieve it. So can you talk about that for a minute? It's this whole idea that we're chasing this idea of balance and balance, first of all, doesn't exist. It's a myth, but we really don't want balance. We we like the idea of it, of all things being even and equal. That that seems really good. When you think about it, when you really want to move forward in any area of your life, whether that's your personal life or your work life or your home life, or we need to lean into that priority. We have to lean into it and give it more of our time, our energy, in our focus. Now, we can't lean into it and give it more of our time if we don't take it away from somewhere else, right? It's just like riding a bike. You know, if you're perfectly balanced, that's great. If you want to go along that same path you've always been on. But if you want to choose to turn left, you got to lean to the left. You can't stay lean forever because you'll fall down, you'll skin your knee, right? That's no good. You have to lean to the left, but then you have to counterbalance. And then if you want to go right, you lean to the right for a time and you counterbalance. And that's really what we're looking for in life is these opportunities to lean 
seen into an area, maybe it's a goal or it's a passion project or it's something we really want to accomplish, lean into that for a while and then counterbalance. Let's say it's something, you know, in your work life, leaning into that and then counterbalancing after a time and maybe leaning more into family time and then counterbalancing. It's this constant kind of shifting back and forth, not ever staying perfectly balanced because if we're perfectly balanced, we're not moving in any direction. We want to choose the direction our life goes in. So that's one of the first things that we need to really let go of is this idea of balance. And it is such a buzzword, right? This whole idea of balance. It's in, you know, half of the productivity (laughs) articles, I swear online, how to achieve balance. And really when we let that go, we give ourselves permission to do the things that matter most, to give those things, those priorities, more of our time, energy, and focus. Yeah. I actually love the bike analogy you just gave. And as you were talking, I was thinking if you were constantly leaning to the left and you never counterbalanced, you would just be going in circles and not actually making any progress at all. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the beauty of the the leaning and the counterbalancing. I I like to say that it's harmony that we're really looking for. You know, times we're leaning into an area and then we're counterbalancing and then we're leaning into another area. It's not balance. It's truly the harmony that we're looking for. Absolutely. That is such a great word. Okay. So as women, I know something that I struggle with along with so many of my friends is we want to say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The disease to please. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and you think that you can. That's what's so, you know, my problem is, is sure, I can do that. Like, no problem. And then I end up in this bind where I'm resenting certain things that I have said yes to. So speak to Mm -hmm. that for a little bit. I think that's so true. I think too, as women, we are, we're such givers. We give, we give, we give, and then we feel guilty getting, right? And so we feel like in order to share our love, in order to be our best version of ourselves, we have to give to everybody else around us at the expense of ourselves. But I think if we remember and we reframe how we look at that word yes, and we realize that every time you say yes, you're saying no to something else. So if you are saying yes to a passion project that you're not really passionate about, if you're saying yes to somebody else's priorities, if you're saying yes to joining yet another committee for something that you don't really feel you know excited about, we're saying no to time for our own goals, time with our family, time with the things that really matter most to us. So every time time we're saying yes, there is a no hidden in there. But a lot of times what we do is we think, well, this person wants me to do this 30 minute activity. So I've got 15 minutes. So somehow I can, I can shift time, you know, and I can make it happen. And really it's not about having the time. It's not about saying no. It's about finding your yes. The yeses that are meant for you and the things that are going to bring you joy, that are going to bring you happiness, that are really tied to your priorities, tied to what I call your North Star, your mission, your vision, and your core values. I think if we start looking at opportunities as a chance to really see, does this really align with who it is I want to be? Does this really excite me? Is this going to be something that brings me joy or am I going to resent it eventually? Then we can ask ourselves if we have the time. But we don't ask ourselves, do I have the time until we decide first if this is the right opportunity for us. And that's why in the book, I have this whole finding your yes blueprint that you walk through where you answer the questions of, you know, how does this feel, this opportunity? Paying attention to what does your gut say? Does it make you feel, oh, 
awful <laughs> and resentful from the start? Or is it something that makes you feel excited or even a little bit nervous? Like, ooh, this could be something good. And then is this going to be tied to who I really am, to my North Star? Is this something that's really aligned with where I want to go? Then we can start asking those questions about time. And I think that's really what's important is that it, it is about your yeses the yeses that are meant for you. And then we go through in the book and we talk about, okay, if you need to say no, how can we make that easy to do? Because I think that's part of the problem is we feel so guilty saying no. We feel like it's a refusal of love for other people or that we are supposed to be giving, that we should be doing these things. When we can make no very easy to do. We can make no a very, very simple thing to say and for others to accept at the same time. And so we walk through that in the book because here's the thing, the truth is, is, it is about finding the joy. It is about finding the happiness. It's not about saying no and doing what you want, but then feeling guilty. You know, we want to go and do the things that are important to us and feel guilt-free. We want to actually actively enjoy those things. Absolutely. So then talk about the three priority levels and how to make your biggest priorities take up the majority of your time, because I think that can Mm -hmm. be really tricky. Yeah, I think it is because, you know, a lot of women, we love our to-do list, don't we? Like the longer the to-do list, the bigger our badge of honor is. And And I always start with the easier things that I think I can knock this off quickly, but it's Mm -hmm. certainly not one of my highest priorities. So here's the thing. I think this is the best way to kind of explain it. We get really caught up in how many things we check off that list. But if you're standing in a spot and you take 50 steps in 50 different directions, where are you going to end up? You might end up in the same spot, maybe even further behind, right? You're not going to end your time feeling like you've gone where you want to go. But if instead you choose to make five intentional steps in the same direction, working on the things that are important, where are you going to end up? Closer to where you want to go. We get so caught up in the quantity, we forget it's really about the quality. And so that's why I tell people, let's take that to-do list, which, you know, like you said, you like to go for those easy, quick wins. You're not alone in that. That's what everybody does. And we're chasing down these really easy things because it feels good to cross it off our list. But then we're going to bed and feeling unsatisfied because we didn't do the work that's really tied to what's important to us. So instead of doing a to-do list, let's toss that out the window and let's do a priority list instead. I like to tell people that a priority list is essentially a to-do list with intention. And as you mentioned, it's got three levels of escalate, cultivate, and accommodate. So what we do is we work our way from the top of that list and we work our way down. So at the very top are the items on our list that are important and they're urgent. So they're important in that they're connected to our North Star, our mission, our vision, our core values. They are linked to a goal. They're things that are an investment in ourselves, but they're also urgent. So those go under that category of escalate, which is at the very top. And we want to start our day tackling those things that are important, but also have a tight deadline. That's that urgency there. And then we work our way down the list to the tasks that are under cultivate. And these are tasks that are important. So again, linked to our goals, they're connected to our North Star, they're an investment in ourselves. They're things that are going to be an advantage to ourselves in the future, but they're not really urgent. So these are things like sitting down to create a family budget or taking a course to better yourself, right? They don't really have like a tight timeline attached to them. They're really good investments in yourself. And it's called cultivate because it is an opportunity to cultivate yourself professionally, personally. So we tackle that list next. So we start at the top with escalate. Then we do those cultivate tasks. And then at the very bottom, those are our accommodate tasks. Those are the tasks that are urgent. They're screaming to get done. They're pinging out at us or the fires that are going off, but they're not 
really important. They're not connected to our goals. They're not linked to our North Star. They're not advantageous. They're just things we need to do. And that part is really called accommodate because we don't want to center our day there. We want to accommodate those tasks wherever they fit in our day, usually at the end. Because here's the truth. When we tackle those five things, right, those five important things, that's when we slip into bed and we think, ah, today was a good day. I mean, when was the last time you ended your day saying, job well done today, nice work? I can tell you right now, it's been too long, right? Because we should be ending every day feeling good about what we're doing, really feeling like we've accomplished something. And we do feel that way when we do the important work. When we let go of just the urgency that's tearing us around, you know, making us you know, feel like we're chasing our tails. If we focus on what's important, that's when we make, maybe they're fewer steps, but they're higher quality. And that's where that satisfaction we're looking for, that's where that lives. So you mentioned the five things. Did those correlate to your five P's system to design your days and weeks to focus your time and energy on your priorities? I thought this would be a good time to talk about those. Yeah. So the priority list really does tie into the five P's, which is one of the ways that I really like to teach people about creating some structure to our days. And one of the things that I really love people to understand with productivity is there's no magic button. There's not one system that works for every single person. So I love to create systems that have a lot of flexibility built in, a lot of grace, because you know, life. <laughs> life needs that flexibility because, I mean, like, look at the situation we're in right now with the world kind of, you know, kids at home all of a sudden. If we don't have that flexibility and grace built in, that's when our systems tend to fail. So the five Ps really create that structure for ourselves. And the first P is to purge. So to really take our time and think about what do I want to accomplish this week? Not worrying about prioritizing it, just getting it out of your head, almost like a brain dump. Purge it out of your head because if we're using your head as the filing cabinet for keeping all those to-dos, we're wearing our brain out, right? And we're stressing ourselves out. No wonder we're not sleeping well at night as <laughs> we're running through that list all the time. So that first P is purge. Now I do this purging activity. I do it twice. I do it once for work and I do it once for home. So I do it with my kids and I call it team planning because I really think it's important to bring kids into your systems to allow them to become productive as well. So we have that purge list and that's our first P. And then our second P is to process process each day as it comes. Instead of sitting down on Sunday and planning out, I'm going to do this on Monday, that on Tuesday, this on Wednesday, let's process each day and treat it as a new opportunity. Because some mornings you get up and it is fabulous. It's wonderful. And other days you wake up and school is closed. Right? <laughs> and so if we don't have that flexibility built in of processing and structuring each day as it comes, we're not giving ourselves that grace. And what happens is, let's say Tuesday was a mess. If you have, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday all mapped out, you wake up Wednesday with all of Tuesday's tasks and Wednesdays, you wake up Thursday and we're feeling behind all the time. So that's our second P. So we had purge, process, and then we want to prioritize. So while we're processing, we want to prioritize using that priority list system we just talked about. And then our fourth P is to protect. When you have blocks of time that you really want to work on that deep work, on that big, important work, let's protect our calendars. So often we let other people invade into our calendar, put their priority items on our calendar before we have an opportunity to do the things that are important to us, right? You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. We feel obligated to let other people slip in their own priorities. So let's protect our time. And we can do that through batching our tasks. We can do that by blocking off time in our calendar through time blocking. And then our fifth P is to propel. Let's create some momentum 
to make tomorrow great too. So I go through in the book and I talk about one of the activities you can do that I call the five minutes to peak productivity, which is just a five minute activity to really put a little bit of momentum behind the following day, which is essentially writing down, first of all, what you did well today. We are really quick to forget all the good we did aren't we? we? We think about all the things we did wrong. We forget about the good. So taking one minute just to acknowledge that. Taking one minute to think about how did I feel today? Did I put too much on my plate tomorrow when I'm processing? Should I put less on there? How was my stress? Did I take care of my health? Third minute is spent talking about how you prioritize something that was for a goal. What did you work on towards one of your goals today? Minute four, three things you're grateful for. It's always good to find that gratitude. And then the fifth minute, writing down the things, getting them out of your head and onto the sheet of paper of what you're hoping to accomplish tomorrow. Because that way, when you go and you process the following day, you have this list to start with where you read through your wins, you read through your gratitude, you look at how you worked on your goals, and you have an idea of how you want to map out your day. And that's that whole idea of propelling and giving yourself momentum from one day to the next. I really, really like that. In fact, I'm actually really good at the fifth minute of that propel. Good. (laughs) I typically do each night lay down and look at my schedule for the next day so that nothing takes me by surprise. But I think that if I added those first four minutes, that it would Mm -hmm. really amplify everything that I'm doing. If I can take the current day that I'm in and kind of evaluate it like that, you know, what did I get done? How did I feel about it? What can I change? for tomorrow. And then of course, gratitude practices are so, so important. But even if that took more than five minutes, if that took 15 or 20 minutes, what a 15 or 20 minutes well spent. I cannot think of anything better to just kind of really center you on your biggest priorities and how to be the most productive. Yeah. I mean, really you're ending your day celebrating your wins. I mean, imagine spending each night going, yep, that felt good today, right? And that's what we're doing in that five minutes to peak productivity. It really is taking a second to just celebrate you and what you've accomplished. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Tanya, this has been amazing. I had so much more I wanted to talk to you about, but I really think at this point, I just, I think we've piqued people's interest enough. I think I just want to say, go get a copy of The Joy of Missing Out because there are so many productivity, you know, myths that you bust and just kind of ways to really get everything on track so that productivity just doesn't feel like busyness. It feels like actually getting something important done. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love that you enjoyed the book so much and you found it so helpful. That is really, that's why I wrote the book. I wanted women to feel like, okay, I've got the tools to make this happen. So I'm just thrilled that you loved it. Yes. Well, thank you for writing it. I'm going to ask you my signature question right now. If you had the undivided attention of every woman in the entire world for just a few minutes, what is the most important thing that you could teach them about productivity and achieving success? You have a choice. We have a choice in everything that we do. We have a choice in how we spend our time. We have a choice in what activities we say yes to. We have a choice in everything. And I think so often we go through our lives feeling like this is just how life is. And if we stop and really take a minute to accept and acknowledge that we have choices, I think that would build up our confidence a lot more. Really feeling like we were more in control of our lives and of our everyday Absolutely. I think it's all about taking that power back, like you said, and recognizing that we always, always have choices. I love it. Thank you so, so much. Tell my listeners where they can find you and your book and learn more about Jomo. 
Yes, absolutely. So the best place to find me is on my site, tanyadalton.com. So that's Tanya with an O and a Y. You can find links to my book there too, The Joy of Missing Out. Although you can find the book really anywhere books are sold. It's at Target. It's at Barnes and Noble. It's on Amazon. It's in Walmart stores. So really The Joy of Missing Out is, like I said, anywhere books are sold, but you can find me and my podcast and links to my courses and all kinds of offerings that I have at tanyadalton.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Thank you. Oh, you guys, so good, right? And so timely. I feel like this episode is coming just at a time when things are really starting to change, when our time spent at home in quarantine with our families has, for me, really changed the way I look at daily tasks and what is most important to me. And now I get to put that to the test as the quarantine begins to lift and we start to make important choices about how we're going to spend our time and what activities we're going to put back into our schedule. I appreciate Tanya and all of her research and and experiences and all of the love and care that she put into her book, The Joy of Missing Out. My copy of the book is all highlighted and marked up and I absolutely enjoyed reading it as I was on my way to and from a conference that made me feel totally inadequate about what I was doing. I'm not even kidding. It was the perfect grounding opportunity to be like, I am doing enough. And as long as I am doing the right things that take me in the direction of my goals, then everything else is just extra. So just a couple of announcements. This week, I am doing the Complete Connections Masterclass again. That is how to strengthen your connection with your spouse during quarantine. I know that in some places the quarantine is lifting, but these things that I'm teaching you in this masterclass are simple, easy to implement ways that you can stay completely connected to your spouse, even in the most strenuous of circumstances. So I'm going to make sure that that is linked in the show notes. You can also find it on my website at onthebrightersideofmarriage.com, as well as this is the last week to book a free relationship breakthrough call with me. At the end of this week, the price for that will go back to $50 for a half hour for one-on-one coaching with me. So make sure you jump on my schedule this week if you're wanting to have a 30-minute relationship breakthrough. Other than that, I'm super excited about my episode next week. It is an interview with Dr. Lynetta Willis, who is an incredible marriage and family coach with some really great insights on how to avoid staying misery. So definitely join us next week. And until then, have courage, be kind and stay on the brighter side. 